welcome to Making Sense with Dustin Lamontang from Research Capital. My name's Bryn Griffiths. Hey, Dustin, how you doing? Hey, real good, Bryn. How are, how's yourself? Fantastic. After a tremendous summer, it's kind of nice to get you know, get back into the flow of things here. And we're kind of re-getting things started for the fall. Today, we're talking about timing of the market. Where do you want to start with this? Well, yeah, it's good. It's it's fall, you know, kids are back in school. So got a lot more time to put the, the nose to the grind and do some good work here. So um, t- timing the market, uh, I, I, I think it's an interesting topic because if you talk to any um, – an investment manager or portfolio manager, um, the first thing they will tell you is timing the market is impossible. It's it's time in the market that gets your returns, um, and and that is one hundred percent true. If you've got you know twenty to thirty year outlook, okay. But if you're uh, you know one of these people that uh, just retired, you're sixty years old, you've got maybe a pension and and uh, you know half a million dollars in, in RSPs and tax-free savings accounts, and you want to take an income off of that, you, you don't actually have 30 years to, uh, you know, ride out market cycles, Yeah, you know, especially if you're taking income and you depend on that income. So uh, timing the market is going to be fairly crucial to your, uh, your overall um, investment returns. Isn't the key and, just and, to get in? Yeah, the key, the keys to get in, but, there's there's some times when it's glaringly obvious that you know some sectors are on sale okay so for example um you know flashback to uh the spring of 2020 when oil went negative um that was that was pretty obvious that that was a fairly good buying opportunity when you had uh you know companies like suncor their shares down 85 90 percent um, so from that perspective, if you had cash at that time, you definitely could time the market, uh, or sectors of the market. Okay. So when you see the, the talking heads on, on CNBC and BNN and they go there and, and, and they're just telling people, you know, uh, investing is long-term, you can't time the market. Uh, well, to a certain degree, that is definitely, uh, true 100%, but you have to preface it with, with, uh, uh, discussion on time horizons because, that only holds true 100% if uh, you've got a very long time horizon. Like I say, 25, 30 years. Uh, you know, if, if you're uh, 15 years or less, for example, you want to be fairly nimble in your investment allocation because you can't afford to ride out, a, uh, you know, a 10-year or 15-year uh, depressed market. Okay. So uh, timing becomes very important once you're actually taking income off your money or once you need that money for, for certain uh, expenditures. Okay. And when, when we talk about time in the market, you know, over the, the, the most common stat I hear is, uh, you know, over, over the last 50 years, if you'd have missed the, the, the 10 best trading days uh, on the S and P 500 going back to 1972, uh, you would would only have a seven percent return long term versus ten percent. Really, All those stats are true because they're they're mathematical, right? Yeah. Uh, but not everybody has a fifty year time horizon, and not everybody is invested in in the S and P five hundred, right? People have different risk tolerances. They have uh, different plans for their money. For for instance, they might have estate considerations. Uh, they might have inherited a portion of their money, and that that uh, portion of their money might have a different psychological impact. Um, 
uh, or, 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 uh, meaning, uh, to them, then, then their RSP money, for example. Okay. So when, when you're in the business and talking to people, uh, it becomes abundantly clear that, uh, timing of, of investments becomes extremely important. Now, of course, if I'm meeting with somebody in their mid twenties or, or, or early thirties and they're just starting out, well, of course you can just sock money away and buy into, you know, good quality, uh, investments and leave them for 25 or 30 years. And then at age 60, you see, see what it's worth. Right. And then based on the, the asset allocation, we get pretty good at predicting what those returns could be, uh, you know, based on the, the breakdown between stocks and bonds and, uh, et cetera. So, uh, but in, in, in my estimation, timing the market becomes extremely, um, important. Yeah. So when you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, timing the market, if you're 30 versus 60, of course, uh, if you're younger, you can take advantage of dollar cost averaging. That's just buying a little bit along the way. And, uh, history tells us that, uh, as markets go up, uh, you know, roughly, uh, four, four out of five years, uh, you, you should get a, a lower valuation uh, on your stocks, right? Cause you're, you're catching those down waves as well. Um, and, and, and then, you know, we have the, we have the advantage of looking at historical valuations when we're actually, uh, assessing stocks. So I can look, for example, at, uh, the, the historical valuations of the Canadian banks and I can determine, okay, are they, uh, based on historical averages, are they, uh, undervalued or overvalued at the current moment? And if they're undervalued, do I think that uh, it's a good time to buy them based on, you know, what, what is going to happen going forward? So all, all decisions like that are, um, you know, re- reflected in, in the timing of the market. And certainly I've had, um, you know, s- spans o- over my career where uh, I've timed the market very well and, and sometimes not so well, but um, you, you do the, do the homework and you, you try and buy the sectors that you think are going to outperform in general. Um, right now, uh, you know, and, and looking back, I think, uh, what, what the, a, a couple that stick out in my mind are financial stocks in 2008, uh, pr- probably, uh, us blue chips after the tech wreck in 2000. Uh, because everybody was just buying tech and the whole market got slaughtered. Right. Uh, and there was some very good buys on, on the U.S. market at that time. Uh, oil in 2020, of course, uh, oil stocks. And r- right now, mining stocks look like there's a huge disconnect between what we think is going to happen in the metals markets uh, based on you know supply versus demand and what the current equity prices are uh, doing. So uh, I think that... It, it's extremely important, uh, it, it, you know, if you're invested uh, in 15-year in, in or, or less time horizon, you want to be fairly nimble and you want to be paying attention uh, quarter by quarter to what your money's doing. Um, if, if you're just have your money saved and it's for the kids, well, of course, you can just ignore it and let the market cycles ride out. Um, but, uh, you know, not, not many of my clients are in that position where they can just uh, set it and forget it and not needing any of the capital for the rest of their lives. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the, the half of 1% of all Canadians who are in that position. Okay. So the one thing I want to point out here is that, okay, so I'm in my early sixties, but the 27 year old who has obviously left our nest, he sees things completely different. 
this sounds like a, uh, a definite got to drop by your office, make an appointment to see you because the, the, we're going to see the world so completely different. Are we not? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and, and, you know, as you get older, you tend to be a little more conservative, most people as well. Right. So that can play into the, uh, the timing aspect as well. So de- definitely, uh, though it's, it's worth a conversation, you know, if you're out there and you don't know what direction you want to go with your investments or you just don't have a clue, give us a call. We're, we're very good at determining, uh, at whatever life stage you're at, what's the best avenue for you to follow. As always, this is fabulous. Did we miss anything in this episode? Anything you want to touch on? I think we covered it off. Yeah, I liked it. I'll uh, be calling you frequently over the next few months, I'm guessing. The rest of this year is going to be interesting. Thanks for your time, Dustin. Thank you, Bryn. Okay, well, that's it for this episode. We'll have more helpful hints coming your way on our next edition. Don't forget all opinions expressed are solely Dustin's and do not reflect those of Research Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Research Capital may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Thanks for listening to Making Sense and have yourself a great day. 